This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Believe it! It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games, come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words with no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beat the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on. And let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. gentlemen welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live the prime show i am your host xavier josiah back with a loaded show full of news reviews and thoughts on a lot of things that went on this week but on our talk topic i will review red notice which just came out on netflix this friday uh starring Dwayne the rock johnson gail gadot and the one and only ryan reynolds and a hell of an action-packed jewel heist or treasure hunt, if you will, uh, that spans across the world. So we're going to talk about that in our talk topic. But man, we got a lot of information to talk about. And as you guys know, I was out this week, so I didn't do a Select Star video game podcast um, because there, there's some work being done in my office here. Still, the journey continues, and hopefully this will all be done by the time we come back next week. I should actually i may not i'm not sure i may not be doing a select start next week but in its place i am actually going to have a uh, talk time live exclusive this week as you guys know next week the 19th i believe ghostbusters yes that's correct ghostbusters afterlife premieres in theaters all over missed my chance to uh, see it on at the panel at um New York Comic Con, but I'm going to follow up with it now. And also, in honor of that movie, I am going to have a guest on the show. And this uh, guest has been on the show before, but the reason why she is coming back, she's a good friend of mine. She is in the movie. She makes her appearance on Ghostbusters Afterlife. So I figure, like, let me bring her along. Haven't talked to her in a while on the show. And this time we'll have a video interview version of her this time. And uh, we can do that there. Her name? Danielle Kennedy, like I said, she's been on the show before, and if you guys recognize that name, or if you don't, you've probably seen her in uh, so many different appearances on TV shows and movies. Um, Most notably, she was uh, Ambassador Noonan on Narcos, and the first season of Narcos in 2015, so a lot of people remember her from there. Um, We also know her from plenty of different appearances on, like, Grownish, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, um, you name it she has been on it girl um girl meets world like she makes a ton of appearances two broke girls like a lot in the middle i've like there's a i have a long list of shows that i watch and somehow some way danielle makes her appearances on all of them it's like a cartoon in some place in some cases uh csi crime scene investigation i mean like she's she's been in it man so I'm bringing her back on to talk about her experience on there and then also talk about her recent um, award nomination that she just got too. So that's just awesome. Uh, she's a wonderful, wonderful person. 
and uh, i'm looking forward to having her back on the show she's just awesome so we will have that so next week i should have that in its place but i may still actually have a select star video game podcast because i am recently playing super mario um party superstars which is the recent uh version has come out so i want to talk about that as well uh so eventually if not next week then a week after i will definitely do one i may do a select starter monday for that and talk about all the news in the world of video games but like let's not waste any more time folks i mean we like i said we got a ton of news because disney plus put out a bombshell on us so let's not waste any time folks let's find out what's new in the world of acmg and now it's time to find out what's new in the world of acmg all right like i said so since we did not get a chance to do a select star video game podcast it has to be said here because this is the news that a lot of fans have been waiting for especially in particular those who have been playing marvel's avengers the crystal dynamics and square enix game that has come out which is now reaching i believe it's probably now it's going on its second year with this game and it's ongoing and they've released a lot of characters so far black panther uh kate bishop and hawkeye so far but there's one character that a lot of gamers in particularly ps4 and 5 gamers have been waiting for because exclusively we were said that we were going to get spider-man and it's been going on two years and we have not seen spider-man well ladies and gentlemen i am happy to talk about and announce that spider-man is coming they finally announced it this week um like the day literally the day before uh disney plus day uh with this announcement and the trailer just looks fantastic i i tell you what i am ex- i am ecstatic we're finally getting spider-man or marvel avengers better late than never and again this is a free update for fans uh sorry xbox fans sony owns the rights to spider-man so this is what we're getting and and well I've been told that it's not the case, but for some reason they locked it in where they could get it. But I mean, Nintendo was able to get Spider-Man and use Spider-Man for uh, Ultimate Alliance 3. So I don't know what's the deal, but, you know, sorry, Xbox fans, you locked out. So we see a trailer where, you know, aim. So uh, aim troops are, you know, in this facility gathering these this whatever it is that they're gathering got to be something illegal spider-man comes down and you know tries to take out the uh aim soldiers or troops or whatever like that and all of a sudden all the horde of a um you know aim soldiers and you know robots come and try to take them out suddenly spidey uses a spider sense notices that a shield is coming his way he ducks down the shield comes and it's the avengers every avenger that has been out so far that's including hawkeye kate bishop and uh black panther and now spider-man is joining the fray so we get a we're gonna get our special uh pack from spider-man caught with great power and it is coming november 29th this month i am well i'm sorry not november 29th the 30th uh this month it looks i gotta admit it looks pretty awesome coming out on tuesday (laughs) that's awesome so i am looking forward to this this is going to be very interesting because you know of course it's going to be compared to everything that is spider-man has been involved with so far i mean he's already been in um ultimate alliance 3 and he's awesome to play it on there he's been i mean insomniac games pretty much run the show when it comes to spider-man they already had you know the first spider-man ps4 now ps5 on air and then of course spider-man miles morales which they are absolutely fantastic so crystal dynamics has some big shoes to fill and this will this also play in the fact whether you know this is all worth it can they can they handle spider-man because spider-man unlike all the other avengers that you that you're playing in this game they all play differently but spider-man plays absolutely differently because of his agility and his and his you know ability to swing around and flip over everywhere so he's gonna need to be a little bit he needs he's gonna need to have a little bit more freedom 
for us to really feel like he is Spider-Man. And I feel like, you know, if you played the, the Insomniac Games version, he's very freeform. He's able to do so many different things. He has total freedom. There's no conformities or restrictions with him, you know, open world. And even though I like Marvel Avengers, I feel like the gameplay and the control scheme it it, it lim it, it's common it feels kind of limited in comparison to um insomniac so i'm i'm really interested to see how they get around this whole entire thing um it, you know if you compare the control scheme to marvel avengers to insomniac spider-man series insomniac wins you know um head over you know head to toe like everything about how they handled that game in the control and the characters in the game is phenomenal damn near flawless i mean like it's like the best control scheme for any uh action-based game since the arkham series since uh batman arkham series which i still hold as like the greatest greatest uh most fluid control scheme for any comic book based video game out there right now so uh this will be interesting i am so excited about this and they this morning they actually uh you know gave a little bit of a teaser of some of the costumes that of a costume that spider-man is going to be um wearing including like him just wearing the mask but also wearing uh his normal peter parker gear with the sweater vest and the uh buttondale shirt and you know they considered the bugle boy jeans so i am excited i i will say this you know crystal dynamics even though they they try to get you with a lot of these um these microtransactions and everything i am interested to see what kind of suits and, and, and costumes and outfits that he they will have him wear throughout this whole entire thing so uh i am excited about this i'm really excited it's, it's finally finally coming to fruition so let's get let's get it jumping other news i don't get to talk or i don't choose to talk about it because if i talk about any of the cw dc shows or what i like to call dcw tv shows that greg berlanti produced this show will go on much longer as intended in fact there was a time uh for those who are new to the show there was a time where i actually because there were so many comic book tv shows on that i had a separate show just to talk about those shows um the, the the i believe it was called the weekly rundown uh of sorts i forgot the name of it but i had a co-host that we were just talking about the show all of the cw shows and our thoughts on the cw shows and all the other shows that we watch throughout the week because you couldn't talk about those shows in one sitting because it will expect like this show is already this particular podcast alone is at least an hour sometimes an hour and a half so if you add talking about the cw shows as well or even now the hbo max shows and the um the disney plus shows this show would go on forever <laughs> so I, I i unfortunately opt out of that as much as i enjoy watching batwoman or um supergirl or any of the shows that are on even like the riverdales and all this stuff which i'm looking forward to that riverdale show uh the riverdale series this week because the five part series that they're doing which is going to bring in uh sabrina I've been waiting for them to do a crossover with Sabrina uh, for so long. This is going to be epic. And I haven't watched Riverdale in so long because it comes on on a Wednesday when AEW Dynamite comes on. And I need to catch up on that series badly. But now I'm not missing this. I'm DVRing this entire series. Um, I, I, I cannot wait. I, I so cannot wait for this. This is going to be awesome. But also coming this week as well is the flash armageddon which is the five-part series which is going to consist of um the return of um oliver queen oliver and uh, felicity's uh daughter uh the smoke daughter who is now taking over the helm green arrow you got um ray palmer is coming back uh that which is coming back as um the atom and i think there's going to be a torch pass there as well uh we also got the return of black lightning Jefferson Pierce is making a comeback here. I'm very happy about that. And then the debut of all the crossovers is Ryan um, Wilder, who's coming back um, 
for the first who's coming in for the first time ever to cross over with everybody else as the new Batwoman because you guys remember on Crisis on Infinite Earth we had the other Batwoman who's no longer there and now they took over so uh this this series I've not seen one bad crossover yet Greg Berlanti does a tremendous job and not only does he do, do a tremendous job with the crossovers he did a phenomenal job closing the doors for um the Supergirl show I thought this series finale was awesome I mean it, it they they did I mean I can't I can't express I will try my best to express how well they did in terms of closing the book um sending everybody home happy it was just awesome I mean they did everything that I felt they needed to do to make to you know to close the chapter of Supergirl um we got Lex we got um the I forgot the woman's name from the fifth dimension that he ended up falling in love with supposedly and basically they they uh were looking for these totems and they the young girl that alex adopted wind up you know being the fifth totem or the final totem that they needed to have um it was within her and you know they, they were desperate to try to save this uh, this young girl who is adorable on this show um along with you know just trying to stop lex once and for all and such and i don't think lex is completely gone and hopefully Hopefully Lex Luthor ends up on Supergirl, uh, Superman and Lois. You can't, you just gotta. John Cryer has been one of the best Lex Luthors of all time. He has absolutely put his name in the hat of greatest Lex Luthors of all time in his series. And I don't want to see him. I don't, he needs to like, he's, he's originally suited for Superman. So putting bringing him onto that show stuffs up the game of that show and the, the show's first season was awesome but the one thing i wanted to see the the awesome part about the show is that we got a chance to not only see them close the doors on it um dreamer was awesome in here we got to see brainy who had who's had to go back with the legions and go home but we got to see the legions return we got to see um James Olsen returned as the original Guardian teaming up with his sister who is the new Guardian. Monel was one of my favorite characters in the series. We got to see him come back. This was just tremendous uh, all around, but there was one character that I said we need. I will be so pissed if this character did not come back. Greg Berlanti, thank you. Calista Flockhart as Cat uh I was about to say Kat Dennings. Um, as Kat, she returned. There was a point. There was one time. There was one point in the series that everybody hated this character. And somehow, some way, they managed to turn this character around. And she became one of the most favorable characters in the series. And then she left the show. And everybody was just heartbroken. Because Calista Flockhart played this character tremendously well and they listened i cannot tell you when i saw her i completely went bliss and people in our acmg facebook group when we were doing our live chat and thread they knew how i felt they knew i was going crazy over this um i was ecstatic calissa flockhart is just so awesome as this character and she the fact that she's not only she came back for this final appearance and the story here was that she was taking over catco once again and not only that, she made um, Kara the actual editor in chief, but also revealing, which I thought they already did already, but she also revealed that she knew she was Supergirl. And not only that she was Supergirl, but she wanted her to come out and just reveal, like, just do it. Cause you, you're so torn between being Supergirl and being the editor in chief. And at the end of the show, which I didn't see coming, that cat interviewed Kara Denvers but then also revealed that she was Supergirl and that she's working for the um for Catco and that's how the show ended it ended on such a great note the last 15 minutes of it was Alex and uh and I forgot I gotta forgot her name um the Olsen uh sister they were getting married and I'm thinking like okay they're using this whole entire time to close the book on this but I feel like something bad is gonna happen thank goodness nothing bad happened they they really went with it they went through it with the whole entire wedding 
Um, it was beautiful. I Alex looked awesome. Alex looked stunning as hell with that with that um, suit that she was wearing. She, God, she was awesome. I'm gonna miss her. I'm gonna miss all of them. They were great. Um, this was absolutely without a doubt the. You talk about in terms of the best finales ever. This finale was absolutely fantastic. Um, Jesus, late. Uh, first of all, Lena Luthor. That woman looks so stunning in that wedding. This was this was actually, and I forgot too. They did um, have a funeral for um, for William who died after hands of Lex Luthor last uh, last week too. And uh, it was just, it was just great. We also did notice, I talked about Brainy having to leave. He somehow decided to come back. He, he wanted to, he wanted to be with Dreamer. And first of all, I, I absolutely want to see, I, I said this before, I want to see Dreamer with her own show. I thought Dreamer is an awesome character. She has established herself as a character that can absolutely have her own show and do her own thing. This, this show was just great. This Oh, and I forgot to mention um, Kara's mom, who also played the original Supergirl <laughs> from the movie from the 80s. She also played a part two. And there was a one little line in the movie in this in the show where she kind of said they made a joke. They made light of the joke of her being Supergirl, and, you know, from the movie in the past. So I like that little wink, wink moment as well. They just did everything right. Everything was done so right for the show and everybody. The emotional side of it was just great. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. They, um, they, they, they did everything they needed to do and kudos to them. Kudos to Greg Berlanti. I can watch this series all over again and really enjoy how this closed out. I think this was as I love the way that they closed out black lightning. I thought arrow was okay. It wasn't the best. This right here, undoubtedly the best ending to any of the series so far. I really, really, really like what love what they did. Not only myself, but surprisingly, IGN. IGN had um, they actually reviewed it. And I don't recall them reviewing Supergirl or any of the shows as much as they used to. Like they fell off, but for some reason they felt that this show was so good that they had to review it, and they gave it a they gave it a nine, which was like an editor's choice review. It was just very well done. Uh, it's just an incredible. So I don't think she's going to be a part of um, Armageddon next week, but we'll see. I mean, there's, there's going to be a lot of surprises. There's going to be a lot of reveals going on. And I am so excited about this, um, about what's going to happen next in terms of that. But yeah, Supergirl will be missed. Superman and Lois will take over and we'll see how that go because they had a strong first season. And you talk about a series like Supergirl, which started out. For those who don't remember, Supergirl started out on CBS. CBS was trying to get in on a uh, superhero, you know, uh, craze back then, but they failed. They failed to promote it properly. They failed to give it what it needed. Um, the production value wasn't up to par, it, you know, in comparison to what the CW was doing. And after the first season, they decided to cancel it out. Like it was, I didn't think after the first season that this show was going to last because it, it was it was horrible in comparison to what they did after the first season. It was horrible. So they canceled the, se uh, the series somehow, some way CW saw potential in it. Greg Berlanti saw potential in it and they brought over the rights to get the show back. So they brought the show to the CW. Um, they somehow tied it up with the flash and you know, there was that crossover as well. Um, that one episode in the first season where they wind up, you know, having, you know, meeting together and then somehow some way during, you know, certain crossovers, they molded the series together where the flash would go to their dement, go to their earth every once in a while and back and forth. And then crisis on infinite earth merged everything together. And so now they're all together. But after the first, at, when the second season came, everything changed. You could see the production value change. You could see the character development, the writing, everything was just so much better. And it just got better from this point on. And they ended the series with a bang. So I, I, I'm looking forward to like one day re-binging this because um, I know Netflix is carrying it all. And maybe someday HBO Max will have them as well. But kudos to Greg Berlanti. Great job on that news. So, all right. 
let's get down to it we gotta get down to this because this uh this is gonna be a lot of talk a lot to you know to take in disney plus day was a day of celebration of disney plus's i guess what is it the first year on uh the first anniversary of the uh, streaming app and they came in with a ton of news not only just spanning from uh marvel studios but also pixar um disney itself all these new shows coming they it's gonna be I, you know i'm gonna do another poll probably soon in regards to what everybody thinks is the best streaming app right now of 2021 and in my goodness it's, it may be hard to argue that disney plus is killing it because they just announced so many things going on if you go into disney plus right now if you haven't checked it out go to disney plus and check out 2000 uh, disney day to disney plus day 2021 marvel studios and i'll just talk about the marvel studios portion there was a lot of announcements for pixar as some announcements for pixar but i think marvel studios got the most and disney also had some uh announcements too and uh who was it uh nat geo also has some announcements jeff goldblum show is coming you know with a new season as such as well so but there's a 14 minute pr uh, presentation uh exploring these uh, like a lot of what was coming in the past a lot was out in the present for marvel and what's coming out in the future in my goodness let's start out with the fact that we got to see trailers and and sneak previews of hawkeye uh that's coming out at the end of the month 29th i believe um or 24th i believe we also got a sneak preview of she-hawk i am so ready the actress who played in um i believe what was the uh show that she played in um i didn't i do not watch the show at all <laughs> unfortunately um let me see she-hawk uh, it's a really Yeah, Anastasia for what um for Tinas, who played in um what did she play in? I am so blacking out here. Cause I never I never really watched the show. Well that actually that's not her. I'm getting the wrong information here. No, that's not it. Damn it. Can can why is IMDB messing with me here? Like Come on, where's the She-Hawk information at? I can't believe they don't have the She-Hawk information in here. What is going on here? Are you kidding me? That's awful. So, all right, whatever. Big ball drop for I IMDb. They, they really dropped the ball a lot sometime. But nonetheless, I digress. You know, we got information on She-Hawk coming, uh, down, which is uh, going to be... Um, Jennifer Walters coming back. They're doing a the storyline with her and her connection with um, with Bruce Banner and, and such. So we got to see a little bit of a sneak peek of that. We got to see Moon Knight as well. We got um, and then a ton of information in regards to what else is coming. Like, for instance, X-Men 97 coming in 2023. They are continuing this show. And here's my thing. I just had this conversation on the ACMG Facebook group about this show. Everybody loves the X-Men from 97. What I think people are glorifying is like the first two or three seasons of X-Men from 97. Now, as much as I loved the X-Men of that era, what I didn't love about that that series, and people hate me if you want, but what, what I hated about this, this animated studio, because I was watching anime at the time, and I, I was watching, I used to watch the Rainbow Productions, uh, you know, cartoons that used to come out like Gemini Holograms, Transformers, G.I. Joe, and the original X-Men pilot, which had phenomenal. And I mean, if you can find it, go out of your way and find the original X-Men pilot from the 80s. It, the animation quality was, tr was tremendous. It was anime level. And they never... 
it was only the pilot because they couldn't continue it off with it because of budgeting issues trying to create that animated uh series at the time and if you see it you understand why you know they were trying to go at the level of anime and it just it was just too much um but for that one little pilot it was visually it was beautiful the story of it was a little bit choppy because it was it was condensed if you will but if you combine that animation with the storytelling of the first three seasons of x-men you would have a phenomenal x-men series and you know i would also add the x-men anime that came out a while back um as well but for some reason that just didn't click it just it it was something off about that that anime but everybody's heart is always in 97 and but the thing that i didn't like about the the um the x-men series of that time was the animation and and well the character design at that because i thought it was a, a step below of what we normally would see in the 80s and this was at a time in the 90s when animated shows in america were kind of budgeting you could see the budget because of everything and i think the only thing the reason why people were glorifying that series because we got to see the jim lee style kind of come to life but not completely the way that we wanted to see it so we settled because at the time we didn't think we could get any better now we know we can get better i'm hoping that they don't go back to that original character design i'm praying this you could do 97 in terms of like doing the jim lee comic book you know character design but don't go back to the animation and don't go back to the character design you could do so much better now we saw we which you could do with what if hell even ultimate spider-man like get um i forgot those guys named minute work i believe is the name of the production studio um get those guys to really do something i think seth green was um was a part of that studio too but you get those guys to do that and the guys who did uh ultimate spider-man and 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 um guardians of the galaxy or um avengers assemble those guys are pretty good get those guys to do it i would love if they get those guys to do uh this series because i think they would absolutely make it look better and then also the issue with the series was after the first two or three seasons the story goes takes a 180 and they it was just like they didn't put any effort into storytelling like they used to like it was ep very episodic it was one of the most episodic uh animated series ever i mean very episodic like you would they would keep track of what was going on in the past and all the stuff and then somehow some way they just went out and, the, and the, also the animation and, and character um and the character design quality just went out as well and i had this conversation with somebody at the acmg facebook group and i when i said like hopefully they'll have better animation and better story and more stronger storytelling this time around and the guy got really mad because and this is i knew i knew this was gonna happen because i knew some people were gonna object to the idea of me saying stronger storytelling and he immediately jumped at it and said like they had some of the best storytelling ever i'm like yes i and i and i replied to this saying yeah i i can already tell that you only watched the first three seasons and then fell off like everybody else did because everybody else fell off of the series after the first two or three seasons yes the storytelling was great but if you watched the other seasons after that it sucked everything about it sucked and you know people agreed with me because the other there were other people who watched kept watching that series and was like what the hell was going on with the series this is nowhere near it was when it first came out the first season of x-men was so powerful in so many ways and he was like there's nothing else out there right now that is just as good as x-men 97 and if that was the case we would not be seeing animated series anymore and that's not true young justice right now is everything that x-men was and wish they were and i think x-men i think young justice in its hindsight is now taking the throne of greatest animated comic book here um series of all time even in my opinion beating out justice league unlimited because of the content the continuity that they're you know in the subject matter that they're covering and the animation quality all of it like they wouldn't like I, they were able to go a step above where justice league unlimited were going like um the way mcduffie wrote a phenomenal series 
for this show. And on top of that, Bruce Tim and Alan, um, it, Bruce Tim created a beautifully drawn um, series. You know that uh, some of the best animation uh, and, and character design that I've ever loved in animated. Young Justice went so much a step further with everything involved in that. So there's some really great animation now. He he was he must have been in a bubble in 97 but like he could he didn't really reply back because you know he obviously didn't watch the last three seasons and i'm like and i told him like go back watch the other series after the three seasons and then get back to me and just to try to justify that because they were not okay so nonetheless we're getting it back it's coming 2023 and I'm I'm very much looking forward to it because I think I, I do believe the storytelling will be much stronger. That I, I really have no I have no doubt about. It. I have full trust in that. What I don't have trust in is I need to see the animation. I need to see the animation and I need to see the character design of it. I don't want to go back to that original character design. I just don't. <laughs> it, we could do so much better now. So and I'm, I'm just I'm afraid that that's what they're going to do. But nonetheless, it's coming. Not only that. We finally get to see a little bit of uh, Miss Marvel as well, which is coming soon. It's coming to summer 2022. We uh, we talked about She-Hawk. We talked about Moon Knight. We um, Echo. I'm not familiar with Echo. So I've been told by quite a few people that this is actually going to be a great series um, and that people do follow. And they think it's going to be like a follow up to Hawkeye and such. So um i'm looking forward to this i'm very much looking forward to this um so i mean it's of course shout out to jay dixon he put echo to dolphin <laughs> so for those who thought that we weren't going to get a spider-man series in fact we're getting a spider-man animated series spider-man freshman year is also in the works and that's coming soon a lot of these announcements they say coming soon so they don't say when it could be 2022 it could be 2023 but Spider-Man freshman year is going to be an animated series, which sounds like it could be based on Peter's, you know, journey to become Spider-Man before he meets up with Iron Man or from what somebody claimed in the ACMG Facebook group. Let me see what they say. And Justin Richards, shout out to him. He read that the following um, that it will follow Peter on his way to becoming Spider-Man. Oh, no, he read this as going to. That wasn't him. Who said that? Um, somebody said that uh, they read that this is going to be basically based on the 90s version of Spider-Man from the comics. We'll see, which I also I'm not um, I'm, I, I'm not mad at that because I love the 90s version of Spider-Man. That was my favorite era of Spider-Man where he was with MJ and they were just like hot as hell. Um, they were like the hottest couple in comics at the time. And like when Joe, Joe Kusada stripped them two away from us, it was heartbreaking. So we're also getting a new, uh, animated series for Groot, which is coming out. I am Groot, which is coming out. Baby Groot, I believe they're doing it for. So looking forward to that. We knew this one was coming and, uh, they just announced that it's coming soon. They got the logo for Ironheart, AKA Riri, um, Johnson is coming to uh marvel studios hope i believe this is going to be a live action as well so uh this is going to be awesome i can't wait surprise surprise people were clamoring for marvel zombies when we were um watching what if it's been announced an animated original series marvel zombies is coming soon so we got that as well this one was the biggest surprise and i think this got the most reaction from fans um especially on facebook because when you hit the likes and everything they got the most reaction from everybody. Agatha, House of Harkness is coming soon. We knew we were gonna see Agatha again. Everybody loved Agatha on uh, WandaVision. We are now, they, they have announced she's getting her own show. I thought she was gonna come back during um, the Doctor Strange uh, movie and we still may see her. We still may see her, this might lead in, that might lead into when we see her then as well, but Agatha Harkness, oh, that she deserves her own show. She absolutely deserves it. We also get a glimpse of Secret Invasions starring Samuel L. Jackson returning as um, as Nick Fury without the patch. 
by the way so we're getting a, for the first time ever we're getting a patchless um uh nick fury with a full beard so i'm looking forward to this and i think um i think monica rambeau is going to be involved in this and i think the lead into wandavision may be the lead into what's going on here so i'm looking forward to that and i mentioned marvel zombies well they you know they we start we saw them in what if and it's been announced what if season two is officially coming and all of that is coming soon only if there wasn't too many uh actual you know dates for these shows but the fact that they showed the logos for these is enough and i am i couldn't be more excited i could not be more excited about seeing this uh series come i am so so excited for marvel right now and everything and by the way freaking tiffany uh milani i believe is who i was referring to who played orphan black thank you google screw you imdb of all people <laughs> so yeah she's gonna be playing uh she hawk in here and this is gonna be a absolutely phenomenal phenomenal show it looks awesome um jamela jamil is gonna be in this as well she's playing titania that's going to be interesting we're going to see tim roth return as abomination we saw him on shang chi um recently by the way and by, is speaking of which shang chi is officially on uh disney plus as well i am i was very happy to re-watch that series again um i watched this was only the second time i got to watch it i watched it in theaters once and i was like i'm clamoring to watch it and i finally got to see the wong versus abomination fight which i missed out when i first saw it because i went to the bathroom that was awesome <laughs> that movie I'm, I'm sorry after watching it watching shang chi again for the second time i'm convinced that i i enjoyed that way better than i did eternals i don't get me wrong i liked internals eternals was a good series i just felt that in comparison to that like i'm i'm more of that's it's not a you see when people don't necessarily like one part of marvel's um universe it's not to say that it's bad it's just this marvel has a lot of different flavors for a lot of different people that the cosmic stuff is not exactly all my taste like i can i can stand some of it like guardians of the galaxy and, and captain marvel which is a little bit more you know up to speed and action-packed but when you get to the level of like the silver surfers and um and in in the eternals and stuff like that when you get to that to the celestial side of things it can get really deep and complex and it's like all right i'm really I, that's not my speed i knew there are people out there who like cosmic i knew there are people who prefer the street levels and there are people who prefer the you know mutants and you know that's the thing about marvel that's a beautiful side about marvel they have these different flavors within the pot the, you know the the cooking pot for everybody so if if you don't necessarily are down with one thing you could totally be down with something else so it, it is i don't expect everybody to love everything about marvel because even me i'm a marvel fan myself and there's certain aspects of marvel that i won't read i won't read like i'm not a, unless they cross over with other characters like i'm not a big fan i i, I love the punisher as a character but i don't read the punisher or or the other or the defenders books um never got in with that i never got in with the cosmic books even though i do, i'm a fan of adam warlock to some extent and other characters out there like i am fans of those characters but i'm not like i won't invest in reading those books sometime but there's something for everybody in marvel so it's not necessarily like a certain thing is bad it's just me just not be your cup of tea like i like thor I don't like reading thor books i like thor when he's with the avengers and if, if not for marvel studios i would not be a any more of a fan than a, a thor than i ever was because they managed to make me a better fan of thor through watching chris helmsworth portrayal of it and i like the way chris helmsworth um he humanized the character a little bit more because in the comics especially in the 80s he's not really like a humanized character like he's just an above everybody type of character and they kind of like they kind of you know assimilated him into earth customs in a sense um no more than that episode of what if either by the way I, I, that was just tremendous so you know at the end of the day when it comes down to it it's going to be very interesting to see what we think which is the best streaming app of the year 
Marvel Studios make it that they made it get that nod. I mean, not only with just they with what they announced, but what they already provided us this year alone with WandaVision with uh Loki and, and, and um what is that? Uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier and what if that alone kind of set the tone for how powerful this company is. Okay. So we will see folks we will see last bit of news that i or not even news i just my other my last bit of thoughts i should say is on um i got a chance to watch uh arcane league of legends on netflix um i haven't watched the recent uh episodes this week and the cool part about this is that every week that they release new shows it's like three at a time this is awesome like for people who have not uh, played the league of legends game this is a great way to introduce new people into this genre and this goes to show how much this company has you know made from this video game this this mobile game i should say um and i love the fact that they're giving back to their fans by creating this series i love that they're doing this because i'm not a big fan of mobile games and this game makes a ton and i mean a ton of cash when they make something when they do something like this it goes beyond the idea of them trying to you know be money grabbers this is them actually really believing in their product and really put giving back to the fans and allowing new allowing some possible casual or new fans to really understand why this series is popular so arcane league of legends is a series based on the game but it tells the origin story of the game and its characters this series is very dark it's a very dark premise um it looks like every episode is gonna you know introduce new characters and new storylines that are all intertwined together eventually um i like the first three episodes so far i love the character powder which is probably i believe one of the most popular characters in the game that you play and how she became who she was and that story was deep that story was really deep i love the fact that netflix released three episodes per week by the way and each episode being 40 minutes long that's awesome that's a lot of a lot of animation right there um now i've also played the actual game itself and i'm not too particularly favorite of the game it's a it's a moba game um i now understand where the pokemon moba game gets their ideas from because they they kind of play very similar to that um yeah, I'm not really a fan of the MOBA aspect, and especially the fact that you can't use attacks mode. You got to get near the character in order to, you know, in order to actually attack them. I, you know, I know there's some really, I hear there's some really good MOBA esport gamers out there. I'm not one of them, but you know, to each his own. Um, the game looks beautiful. I would say that. I would say that much. Um, looks beautiful, but I, you know, the, the control scheme and the, and the gameplay schematics. Not a big fan of that as well. We're more ratchet. I would more or less prefer a more, you know, beat up hack and slash type of, you know, control scheme with that. But I understand why the game is popular. I respect that the game is popular and it, it is its own legend. But this series, you know, even if you don't play the game, I think the series is worth checking out. The animation is beautiful. The art style is tremendous. It's stunning as hell. Uh, love the lovely, like the, it looks like um, Rembrandt, you know, it looks like it has that that rembrandt chalk style that i love you know when when doing um you know portraits and stuff like that it, it just looks tremendous so you know if you haven't checked it out it's available on netflix now they've been advertising it all over the place um if you watch it anywhere like they they are investing majorly in this series and they have to because they put a lot of work into this but if you have if you need something new to check out and you're a gamer and you haven't played this game but you want to see what this is all about arcane Le uh, league of legends is dope so far and i'm looking forward to seeing these next few episodes and i'm officially in let's just put it like that so folks that will do it for what's new in the world of acmg we're going to take a break come back and we're going to review red notice starring Dwayne the rock johnson gail gadot and ryan reynolds we'll do that right after this Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. 
This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hey, this is Mega Rand, teacher, rapper, hero, waffle lover. And you're checking out ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Turn it up and share. Do it. And now, it's time for our Talk Topic of the Week. Ready? Wait! Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our Talk Topic of the Week, and I'm here to review Red Notice, Netflix's latest comedy, action comedy, I should say, starring Dwayne Rock Johnson, Gail Gadot, Ryan Reynolds, and a host of others as they are pursuing the eggs of Cleopatra. And... This is pretty much like your your typical, you know, treasure hunt, art thief, you know, type of action film. So basically, you what I love about this, um, Rawson, uh, Rawson Marshall uh, Thurber, who actually directed a lot of, you know, funny comedies out there as well, like um, Dodgeball. He also did Skyscraper, Easy A, We're the Millers, which I believe they're doing a sequel pretty soon. So he, he directed all of those. And... He did this one for Netflix and had a really cool cast of people in this one. You couldn't have found a better combination. Well, you probably can, but this combination was absolutely fantastic because you have, you know, Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, who kind of play off each other really well. Dwayne is a well-balanced comedic actor. He's always has been, even during his WWE days. Um, when he was doing, uh, when he was wrestling and his portrayal of The Rock, he kind of played to me off like the Eddie Murphy of wrestling. <laughs> In a sense, like he just had this charisma that only matched up to like, you know, Eddie Murphy or Will Smith or something like that. He kind of had that vibe. And it, you, saw, you see what it does. It expanded him to being one of the most top, um, you know, paid actors in Hollywood still to this day. Then you have Ryan Reynolds, who just is just off. He's just out of pocket. You know, he, he has an out of pocket type of comedic style that only that that is his own. It is his own, you know, fingerprint that nobody can mimic. So then you have Gail Gadot, who got who has to be able to play off of both these guys. And you got two different comedic styles that they play off of. And I got to say, Gail Gadot did really really well being able to keep up with these two i thought i thought that this was probably one of her most charismatic movie one of the most char- charismatic roles that she's ever played like she's played in comedic roles before but i think she really stood out being able to because she i think she she actually fills in the gap of both of these guys she has the beauty and swag and attractiveness that the rock has i mean not to say that ryan reynolds isn't either but she's also charismatic enough to be able to play along with Ryan Reynolds as well. And I think the, the writing in this, you know, was done very well. Also done by um, Rawson Marshall uh, Thum- uh, Thurber. He directed and wrote this show and uh, he played to their strengths really well on this. So the idea here is that you have Dwayne Johnson, who's playing John Hartley, who's supposed to be this like special agent that uh, can track down art thieves really high you know um high ranked art thieves out there um and he's teaming up with inspector uvrasa Doss, played by rita uh Arya, who is most known for the umbrella uh umbrella academy second uh season two and we probably will i don't remember it's been a while since i've seen the umbrella academy but i'm pretty sure she's going to be in the third season of that as well but uh she was i remember her from that show which is awesome. So she's back playing an inspector in here and you know, she's working for Interpol and she teams up with, um, with Hartley and they're on a pursuit for Ryan Reynolds character, Nolan Booth, who is supposed to be like the loop in the third of this entire thing. But 
he's out to pursue to get the egg the three eggs of cleopatra he has location of two but then you have the bishop who's played by gail gadot who's supposed to be like an even more devious and cerebral art thief than him she technically is karma san diego at this point and my goodness after that's another thing speaking of karma san diego after watching this i really want to see gail gadot play karma san diego and i could have sworn i heard you know talks about them doing a karma san diego movie well i'm sorry if whoever's watching and is thinking about doing that movie they need to look at gail gadot she is perfect for this role she is perfect to place karma san diego i swear to goodness if you if they drop the ball on that i am going to be upset i mean i'm sure they could find anybody else but gail gadot is after watching her in this i want to see her as carmen i think she could pull it off majorly um so what was so awesome about this movie is that you have all these twists and turns here especially when it comes to the bishop who kind of like really sets up you know um nolan's you know art you know schemes and it also kind of frames quote-unquote john hartley at dwayne johnson uh, he basically sets him up to make him seem like he was all a part of his whole entire rouge all along so he winds up in jail he winds up you know him and nolan winds up teaming up together to escape and try to find the bishop who really set this whole thing up bishop is teaming up with soto uh Vase, uh played by chris diamantopoulos that's the best way i'm gonna say it right now and he plays soto Vase, who's also looking to get these eggs as well and they were set they both try to set up for those two to you know get the eggs for them and you know them retrieving the third egg which nolan knows where this third egg is at in between all this there's this bonding experience that nolan and john ends up having because nolan is telling you know nolan's father in fact was a cop and he was also an asshole apparently according to nolan and to get back at him he became an art thief that can outsmart any cop at any time and escape any prison at any time john harley apparently claims that he is his father was an art thief and he became an agent to stop him i wish that was true and by the way if you're i'm going to say spoiler alert at this point in time because from this point on if you haven't watched this movie watch the movie first then come back as i discuss this because i'm going to be revealing a lot of things from this point on so talking about the twists and turns of this movie i love this i love this because this movie was so easy to follow it's a simple storyline it's a fun storyline but the twist and turns is what really made this so awesome so turns out the bishop uh, bishop or gail Gadot, i should say you know ends up turning on sato to get uh to get the eggs for her own self the eggs apparently were owned by cleopatra but now retrieved by the nazis uh you know and put away if there was a time and era most people know in history where hitler basically stole a bunch of art and stored it away uh in in some hidden um bunkers and such so these guys managed to find the bunkers and they found the eggs as well which then led the bishop towards him in, in hindsight. But after all this and all the twists and turns and everything, this, it just got so crazy. So come to find out at the end of all this, they all retrieve the eggs and lo and behold, John Hartley this entire time was not only teaming with the bishop, but they are a couple and nolan is just like his mind is completely is is blown it's just much like everybody's watching because i did not see i did not see john hartley even remotely teaming up with the bishop and they basically you know revealed flashbacks of how everything was working out in their plan from the get-go so they from the jump they started this whole thing from the jump that they set up to get nolan you know caught and retrieved so he could get the eggs and they managed to do it but nolan wasn't a fool nolan ended up getting them back at the end as well and what's ended up happening at the end of the movie is that they all 
end up teaming up together. They are going to team up together to get a re even bigger heist than what they did before, which then leads us to and pretty much we're getting a, a red notice too out of this. This movie, I got to say, was so much fun. It was not like, again, I'm not going to rate this in terms of whether this needs an Oscar or not, because this is not a not all movies are about getting Oscars. Movies are about sometimes movies are about just having fun. This is a movie starring three very charismatic, entertaining actors in a very well produced movie. They spent they spared no expense in this movie with especially with all the traveling that they did in this movie. Um, this movie was absolutely a lot of fun. I love it. It was very entertaining. Both my wife and I enjoyed the hell out of this. Of course, it's hard not to you know enjoy anything that The Rock is involved in. Um, hell, he even made Rampage, a, a a a movie based on an '80s video game, entertaining. Okay, um, Ryan adding Ryan Reynolds with that and his crazy psychotic Deadpool esque self, and then you add Gal Gadot. It's just like it's a great match. Um, just a really really well done movie. Enjoyed it from start to finish. Uh, it's simple to follow, as I said before. It's it's just worth it. So if I'm going to give this like again, this is not the this is not like an original movie. This is not the greatest movie of all time, but I felt it was enough to say, like, I can watch this again and, and enjoy it all the time. This is really a lot of fun. So if I'm going to give this a grade and the thing is, too, like. It was somehow some way that this movie mostly focused around, you know, John Hartley, Nolan Booth and the inspector uh, Uvasi and the bishop everybody there was a lot of other people in there but they there weren't really too many focuses in there there was a lot of things that was going on a lot of fun moments especially the moment where the rock got rammed over by a bull and i don't understand why his ribs isn't broken in the process of that um there was just some really fun and cool you know moments in this and we'll just keep you going for like hours on for the, uh the hour and 58 um, minutes that it was i was not bored i was not disappointed my intelligence wasn't, uh, you know, um, offended by any stretch of what was going on. Um, I, I enjoyed it, but you know, at the end of the day, it's not like the greatest thing in the world, but it was mostly entertaining from start to finish. So if I'm going to give this a grade, it is going to be a B plus. I, I would definitely give it a B plus. Um, cause it just, it was just very well done. Just very well done. I, I just loved it. Uh, I enjoyed it and loved it. And indeed. So there you have it, folks. Go out of your way. Check out Red uh, Notice if it's coming. And by the way, for those who don't know, Red Notice actually is a thing that you get when Interpol considers you. You are a very um, a, like you're like the most wanted person in the world. You get a Red Notice. And once you get that status, that's it. <laughs> that is it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the sequel to this because um, the heist that they're probably going to put together is probably going to be even bigger than it was before. And I love the chemistry of all three of the characters involved so uh i'm looking forward to it so there you have it i give it a b plus for that so folks that will do it for this edition of talk time live i hope you guys enjoyed it um again this is going to be another crazy week for me i like i said i will possibly have a new select start episode if not this week probably the beginning of next week but this week the idea is to have my next guest for the um probably my final guest for talk time live exclusive for the 2020 um 21 uh i will definitely maybe i there may be another but we'll hold off from there because i haven't really contacted this person yet to uh, see if uh, this person will be available but um definitely this may be the final one of the year but like what a damn year this has been in terms of people that i got to interview and you know be a part of this year just just tremendous but danielle kennedy is coming to talk about ghostbusters afterlife and much more so stay tuned for that i'm going to be looking forward to actually talking with her about a lot of things and catching up with her as well so that will be the next exclusive coming this week on uh both video and the audio podcast as well so stay tuned for that especially for you up and coming actors out there this um this woman is so well established in hollywood uh she's done it so many tv shows and movies it, it, it isn't funny guy Go on, go on IMDb and look up her um, her resume on IMDb of all the movies and shows she's been in. Uh, it, 
you you've seen her <laughs> trust me you have so uh of course we have um all of our favorite shows and episodes as you can see and by the way as far as tumblr shout out to all you guys out there they're still working on things um again hopefully they will have everything working proficiently hopefully it's the middle of november hopefully before december comes i just want everything back so everybody can be comfortable listening to the show wherever they want to do it but at least you have options for instance talktimelive.com all of our episodes are on air you can check out all of our video episodes as well of the interviews from our exclusives you could check out the media page with all of the read pop metaverse interviews that i've done and panels that i've done um from there you know if you're a fan of all things anime comics movies and games talktimelive.com is the place that you definitely want to check out you can also subscribe and download on your favorite podcast platforms such as spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher podbean TuneIn, audible pocket cast pandora just a lot of tons of different places you can check it out uh and of course we hopefully sooner if not later we will get uh tumblr back up and running thoroughly but you can still click the link on air and listen to the show. I just know a lot of people are afraid to click that link for some reason. It's just, it, it spooks them. But the link is legit. You can check out the link. It still works. They allow you to listen to it. It'll, I'll still get all the results from that there as well. So next week, I mentioned it. I will be reviewing Ghostbusters Afterlife. So I'm ready for that. I missed out one in a New York Comic Con. I won't do it again. So we'll be reviewing that next week and much, much more. So folks, thanks again. And that'll do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Desire saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care and have a great and safe week, people. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.